Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah. We have gone off the rails. Yes. That's all I can say. We have, can we get a tight shot of Tyvis real quick? What the hell are you doing? What, what the, it's got look, it's got dollar signs on it. Oh, uh, because I gotta speak my mind. I mean, I gotta speak my all mind. Alright, before we get into anything today, Tyvis sends the group a text. I'm gonna need a couple minutes off the top of the show. Serious. Mr. Powell, this the floor is yours. Thank you. This is serious. Now, before I go on this, what I say, what I gotta say, I just wanted to be known that Bull and Jay, I have no beef with you. Not at all. Y'all good in my books. That's good to we know. good. For the rest of you. I'm going to learn y'all today. I'm going to learn you. So I'm sitting there last Thursday. You know, I'm at the house, you know, babysitting my kids, you know. <laughs> Taking care of your children. <laughs> Is it babysitting yeah, or yeah. your kid a father? Yeah, Taking care of my, babysitting my kids, you know, my, my wife. You make it sound more like an obligation yeah, like, when exactly. you say babysitting. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> and I get a text style. message from DeQuell Jackson. Okay. Say what the quail texting me for? I don't remember what the text message says. Make a long story short, he was on the show, so I knew he had something to say. So I go get on, I tune in. You know, this is he texted me after his segment, so I rewind the thing. Okay, <laughs> usually I just I, wherever we I catch up in at, that's where I'm going. Yeah. I rewinded the whole show because I didn't. I wanted to see exactly <laughs> what he was talking about. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> McNuggets obviously. You know, he made this comment about, you know, my hairline and whatnot. Oh, <laughs> that's what you're oh. so, so, so then I'm watching. Oh, that's what we're going. So I'm watching and, and you know, DeQuell gets to talking about, <laughs> yeah, his barber and it skipped him and pushed his hairline back and stuff. Yeah. So, and then G jump in it and they all just, <laughs> it's, just it's just a triple team on, me, no on my hairline. I would had no quotables in that. No, yes, I had you no did. Yes, you did. So, <laughs> so, so now Boy, I'm glad we didn't say anything. So now I'm sitting there and I'm like, huh, okay. So y'all want to play hardball, huh? Okay. So, this, so what I want to say is, DeQuell just mad. Because he has no hair anymore. <laughs> so he lost all hope. He threw the towel in and just went ahead and shaved it all off. McNuggets is mad at me because even though I got this terrible hairline, I still was getting women and I'm married. <laughs> Something that he wants bad. Like and then, and then G, G is just mad because deep down, G want to be me. He's mad that I got, I'm just, I'm just saucy. I got, listen, I got swag. That sounds like a rap song. Shout out G to, shout out to, rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. I'm rocking oh, the All Money In shirt God. today. And, and I want y'all to know that as long as topics exist, <laughs> woo, I ain't never going bald. Shout out to topics. When Stephen A and LeBron cut their hair and go bald, then I go. But until then, it's here to stay. He's going to be like Greg Gump. Thank you. Thank you so oh much for allowing God. me to have the floor. Thank you. <laughs> that was good. Purposely. Two the- things. Two things. Oh. Tyvis texted us on Thursday or Friday of last. It must have been Friday. Oh, a picture Lord. of him. 
And I wish Anthony was here so I could get this in tag board. Oh, yeah. But he sent kid. me, G, and DeQuell in a group chat a picture <laughs> of him. I'm going to try pulling it up for you guys while I'm talking. It's crazy. He bumped it. Oh, it was like, a, it's like a three. It's, the, it's, it's proof. You know what I'm talking about. It's proof like three. that my – I showed it on the show That's before. a bad look, Tyvis, because <laughs> I, it looks – you look bald right now. Nope. Well, I'm yes, not. Yes, it does. I'm not. Look. See, I know. <laughs> put it, put it, Steve, I know look, what, shout out the topics. If you're going to wear good. a backwards hat, <laughs> it needs to not be an adjustment. It has to be. <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> so Tyvis sent us this picture, which is blurry, and said, Look at I was that. born without a hairline. Thank Pull you. it back from the camera a You got to tap okay, on now it. Now slowly tap, tap it. The tap it so it blows up. Tap, pause, tap pause, it in. Pause, pause. Yeah, yeah, Look at that. There we go. Look at that. It's hard to tell. It's hard to see. The, yeah. the, yeah. the camera here is a pickup. Yeah, yeah. Great. It's too far away when it's in focus. <laughs> you yeah. you, listen, you Jay. Gotta, you gotta the, text was, the text was <laughs> See, that's not a good look, bro. You can't miss something you never had. That's all I'm gonna say. Look, mm. man, I, I, he don't have no quota. And I got my me. earring going today. He got, he bought the Barry Bonds. Uh, out no, he did. Look at the dangling cross. He's got the dangling cross. And it's a magnet. Magnets. My earring, my ear is not pierced. So you know, I wanted to. I was sitting there the other day, like, man, I wish I had my earring again. It got ripped out when I was in the seventh grade mm. playing volleyball. You know, after you get done, you got to switch sides. Yeah, I had your ears pierced at the time. <laughs> It was Pierce. I had one, you know, because back then Michael Jordan was big. You know, I was rocking seventh hoops. grade though. Wow. Yeah, my mama got my ears pierced. She used to make me rock hoops and stuff to be like Jordan, you know. Man. Wow. Yeah. So, anyways, we were switching, switching sides on volleyball. I went under the net it and it got caught, it ripped the whole thing. Wow. So, yeah. So now this man. is. Yeah. I be trying to tell Tyvis, you don't got to worry about that, man. You got a good beard, bro. Your beard is nice, bro. Nah. There's a lot of people that like if you look. I mean, it ain't my beard, but you know. <laughs> I don't know. Tyvis' beard, beard is like a 9.9 out of It's a damn good beard. It's pretty serious. Come on. That's got, a hairier beard right there. I got, so I got some new beard oil I'm trying Bull, out. Bull's now. beard right now, because he's got the neck beard. Yeah. Right now, it looks a little like the Unabomber. With yeah. With all the scraggly yeah. neck stuff. <laughs> the Unabomber. Yeah. Unabomber. Can we get a picture of the Unabomber? Like, Ted yeah. Kaczynski? I just took it off. I'll try. No, no, no. <laughs> Doesn't no. that bother no. the hell out of you, you under there? No. And I trimmed it off on the cheeks. You got, you got a jawline. You got a jawline. Jawline is not going to go. When you're fat, you can't do jawline. Jawline looks really. Because the reason you go with neck when you're fat is. Uh, if you it do hides jawline, your double chin. Then you have the double chin just like. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It hides you more <laughs> with, with the hair. Bull, Bull, def Bull definitely got pipe bomb written all over him right now. <laughs> My God, G. I thought we were friends for crying out loud. See? see what I'm saying? Pipe bomb. Did you see what I'm saying? They out of some pipe bomb. Him, Dequell, and McNuggets well, is out of pocket, that fertilizer man. For Bull. So we did FaceTime Dequell this morning. All right. We're going to address how he answered on the show oh. tomorrow. I'm not going to give it away. Okay. Yeah. But. We, Anthony's also out sick today. Anthony, feel better. Yeah. I think this next thing's going to make him feel better. It's going to make Tyvis feel better. Steve, roll the clip. We gave <laughs> Tyvis a lot of stuff earlier this summer for this. Why do we I all remember the infamous golf it? clip? Woo! But Tyvis, you're off the hook. Wait. You're off the hook because <laughs> uh -oh. on Sunday, uh -oh. this is what happened oh, with Director yeah. Steve. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, I didn't even see <laughs> No wonder my handicap went through the roof. Well, hey. Steve, Steve hey. is guilty. He said he's not hey, athletic. That's terrible. Hey, I thought Steve was going to throw that, that, that club through the screen there. What? That's oh. bad. That is the peak athleticism. Director oh, Steve is retired. That's Jay's house, by the way. 
You need to poll that. Steve, which one, which one was worse? Or did the wind blow that off the tee? <laughs> that was terrible. Hey, Steve. Do you have wind in your ba- in your man cave? <laughs> no, his swing. The, the wind, oh, from, the his wind from his swing. I don't know that yeah, he wind. ever actually made contact with the ball. Amen. Watch. I think he misses it completely, but... <laughs> Now, I can't really make fun because <laughs> I, I, could, I could do that, too. I'm a terrible <laughs> I mean, golf player. Hey, Director Golfer. Steve. So you would throw the club. Director Steve got yeah, the back swing okay. of a penguin. Do you remember when I was lining it up? I, first of all, I'm not an athlete. I'm not no. An athlete. Really? I'm not like Tyvis. We need the breaking know. news. Look at it. Well, no, no, don't try to put me well, in this. I have nothing to do with it. Remember when I said, where do I hit? Yes. Yeah, what do I hit? He said, "Don't aim at the hole at the, at the hole on the." Uh, yeah, just hit it straight. Hit it straight. Hit it straight. Pause. Yeah. So I was a little bit thrown off by that. That's so true. That, that is true. That. So yeah. it's James Farns. What you said? Well, why would you be thrown off by being told to hit it straight? That seems like <laughs> that seems pretty that would sensical. Oh, <laughs> this is director Steve directing in live action. We've never had a shot of director Steve directing in live action. He's going to telestrate his golf swing. Uh, Steve, yeah. pull up pull up the back That is my key. I have nothing to do with it. I have nothing to do with it. here, which is over. Yeah. Uh, uh, Alicia. Okay. Okay. See where the ball is and see where the hole is. The hole is way off to the left there. I don't see the hole, but okay. Exactly. Yeah, actually, it's a long par four, so all you see is the middle of the fairway. Now, the reason for that is I can put the hitting mat in the middle. Right. So it is directly in line with the Do fairway. you pull the ball? Is Wait that why minute. you? No. So This at your house? Yeah. Yes. You got a golf similar? He's got everything, You would have man. known had you shown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my, my kids actually got sick, too, so it was a great yeah. thing. Man, it's going around. Yeah, they got the stomach. Yeah. But it, it's a little, it takes a little getting used to, but, you know, he was eight over par, seven, seven over, over par, par, and then nine over par. He's got a hard time finding the hole. It is so what it is. Super pause. Super. That was intentional. Super of course pause. it was. And by the way, I would have unplugged it. He, he wouldn't have been messing my little score. I, I gave him a Nintendo Wii. He'd have been over here with that little remote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my, my handicap is... is <laughs> Easily gonna soar yeah. after uh, after Steve's fun and games. That's okay though. That's okay. I consider you guys friends. You can screw up my handicap anytime you want. Uh, Bull won his bet yesterday. Congratulations, right. Bull. That's right. We, we had mocked, the over. We mocked. We scored. The internet did not go with your pick. And they lost Bad money. on them. Yeah. Bad job on them. That's right. Get your bet river off. By the way, yeah. I, I noticed everything. Are those are those new jeans? Uh, I got them a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I like those. Thank I you. like those. I'll be seeing. Thank you. I look, look at you. Attention. Attention. My these are jeans. these are new G. <laughs> I, well, listen, we, we, I'm I, talking about the jeans. No, those are you got some gray cut off with the knees off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those shoes are fairly new. They're, they're fairly, then, no, I've had them. Before. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you can always tell them. You got so many pairs. You, you just, scrub them after every wearing. No, no, really. I've never. One of the guys. Um, I can't remember now who it was, but one of the guys we met at the. At the comedy show, said he wanted to go against you guys in. Oh, he's me, me. Yeah. Who was it? I can't remember which guy it was. Was it Wayne? I think it was Wayne. I think it was Wayne. He said he could be in basketball too. So Wayne, Wayne's trying to challenge. I got them. He got games today. What do we got for Bet Rivers today, Mikey? Bet Rivers, what's up, Ohio? Bet Rivers online sportsbook is the place to be for every single game now. Right now is the perfect time to join Bet Rivers sportsbook. When you use deposit code Sports. 
you'll receive a second chance bet up to $500. Get in on all the action with weekly specials on your favorite sports like basketball and hockey. Who doesn't love hockey? To help you win big, check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. And bull your bet today. Yes, and the, uh, the my, my podcast, The Bullpen with Adam Bobo, will be returning on BetRivers in uh, probably uh, 12 days. So here's my best bet of the day, folks, and to, for the Cavs game tonight. It's over four and a half assists mm. for Donovan Mitchell. Now, if you look at Donovan Mitchell for the last, I'd say, month roughly, I can't remember how far back I went on this, <clears throat> but Donovan Mitchell has only been under four and a half assists three times in about the last month. And all three or two of those three games were games where he only played like 20 minutes. Well, tonight they're playing the Sixers. Donovan Mitchell's going to play a hell of a lot more than 20 minutes. Yes, he is. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a close game, I think. And Donovan Mitchell, uh, when he plays 30 or more minutes, he almost always has at least five assists. I might jump on that. Seriously. There you go. I think that's a great win. Thank he's you. Getting, getting I just yeah. can't see him having under Unlikely. five assists tonight. Unlikely. He better not. He's going to win this his game. premium A game. That's right. It's that. only minus 117, so it's not an overwhelming favorite. No, no. So I like Donovan Mitchell uh, right. over four and a half. There was my other one of the other options was over 20 and a half for Darius Garland, and I wasn't feeling that one as much. Yeah, his scoring's been a little down be, yeah, lately. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be tough. Yeah. I think you went with a smart play. We'll, we'll uh, revisit that tomorrow. We're going to dive into that Sixers-Cavs game to start. Um, first, a couple of things uh, just to clean up some, some uh, little tidbits here. We are going to talk about the Browns. We've got uh, Dane Brugler on from The Athletic who's going to dive into the Browns. Guys that might still be around when the Browns are making their first pick in the second round. Yeah. And Dane's um, so a Northeast a Ohio guy. He is, yeah. And he knows the draft he's inside in on and the out. Yes. <laughs> he's also, kids, stick around for this, he's going to give us his draft grade for one Tyvis Powell. <laughs> yeah. We got to wait for that. That's going to be fun. And I, I can't gotta, wait to see that. And I got to ask him, I've been talking to a lot of these different scouts out here. First round. And they've been telling me that this <laughs> is pick. not a good draft for talent. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, a period, sub- below period. Average. across the board, no, across too. the board. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's slightly not that below many guys. Yeah. I'm like, wow, man. So that it was, I guess it was the right year to lose your first round pick. Sure was. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. We're all, um, we're going to, this is going to be great fun. Joe Thomas is going to be on first time yep. since he was, um, uh, since it was announced that he's going into the hall of fame in August. We're going to find out exactly what state of dress he was in when he got the knock on the door to tell him he was in the hall of fame. Could be an embarrassing moment there. Also, uh, one of his old teammates, and I think this is exciting because this will probably be the most pound for pound five people guests that we've had in the show's history. Yes. Uh, that's because uh, Phil Taylor's going to be here. Phil played it over like 320, 330. At least. I think. Yeah. So he's going to sit in that chair right <clears throat> there in the middle. Um, we'll, we'll take the gopher. Big Phil Taylor. I, I was, I was, he was once in studio with us at the radio station. I was like, this is the largest human being I've ever seen in my Massive, life. Massive, right? And that was until, until Shaq came in. He was the largest yeah. human being I've ever um, seen. So we're looking forward to that. Very yeah. fun show. But we got to start with the Cavs because yeah. last night, guys, <clears throat> the Celtics and the Bucks yes, played in what sir. I think is going to be a preview of the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> game went to overtime. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fascinating the way this works out. The last game before the break. The one and the two. Are play, played last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milwaukee and Celtics. Uh, Boston. Uh, Milwaukee uh, played the the Celtics last night, and tonight it's the three and the four. The Cavs are at the 76ers. Um, 
is this do, should we read into this as being like this huge game because it could well be a, a playoff matchup down the road. Yes. What? Yep. Yes. I mean, at yep. this point, we passed the halfway mark. Yeah, everybody, lo everybody loves to say, oh, they don't get serious until mm -hmm. All-Star break. But if you got a game like this going into All-Star break to get that momentum, to get that big win, yeah, you got a couple of wins over the Celtics, but that was in the beginning of the year. At this point, the chemistry is there. Coaching has gotten better. Y'all on, what are we, on an eight-game winning streak Seven, right now? I believe. Or seven game to make it, it eight. It would be eight if they win. To make it right, eight going into seven. the All-Star week. You feeling good? <laughs> yeah, this is a huge game. Plus, the 76ers know that, what, the Cavs are, I think, one game out of behind them. So they are one game behind So this them. is a big win yeah. for the 76ers. They're in the some, four. Some lead. And they are one game behind the Sixers who are in the three. G. Bush, you agree? Tyvis is dead on. I'll tell you re reason why. See, there's a difference between people that can do things with consistency and people that just do things one time, right? I can come up with some content every day. I can come up. I talk all day, all day long. But in other parts of my life, I'm not as consistent. <laughs> We was at Jay's house. We was eating all kind of crazy food. Now, Jay ate worse food than me. He ate <laughs> the did. same food as me. What? But I turned around and looked at Jay and was like, see, the difference between Jay and me is Jay's going to go right back to the treadmill tomorrow. <laughs> and I might be eating the same thing I was eating today. You see, <laughs> it's about consistency and setting some goals, right? It's life goals. So if you're talking about the calves, the calves is me. You got to set some consistency. You can't eat bad two days and then eat good and get on the treadmill and lift a couple weights to fill you right back. Mm -hmm. That's not what it is. If you aspire to be totally in shape and getting where you want to go, you got to do it every single day. And guess what? I saw I saw the Milwaukee Bucks play and they play hard. I saw the Boston Celtics play and they didn't even have their stars and they played their tail off. Yeah. It's building habits because you can't turn it on and off. I need a team to be developing something, especially when you're young. So this is a great opportunity. They can let this go and say, "Okay, we six and we six and one going into the Eastern, into the All Star break. That's good enough." No, I want to see them have some 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 mental toughness and everybody playing. And I really want them to put it on the floor against a team who has. Uh, uh, better players yeah. or who has been there I like who that. has been in them fights. I want to see them play hard and if they win this game It's gonna say the Cavs took a step for themselves as a young I just football, like the match. Team. I like the matchups in this game. I like yep. you got James Harden versus Donovan you got Tyrese versus Darius you got MB versus Allen and you got um, Tobias, Tobias Harris versus Evan Evan has really been showing out these last few games like to get a good test up against uh, Tobias Harris and stuff like that. It lets you know that you know where you at. You know, Woo! That, yeah, that now no. listen. Last Woo! year, last, I know. I know. last year <laughs> we, we talked about how Jared Allen was the second best center in the East. And he went up against Embiid and Embiid completely embarrassed him. There's he a big got difference to, there. He gotta find a way to get some get back against this man. I, it's tough. It's very tough. But this is a measuring stick for Jared Allen. I mean, right. you got to at least 30. show some type of resistance. Now, before, I want Bull to go. I'll hold my fire for the last. I want Bull to go next because I just want to let you guys know that the entire time you were talking, he was he was sitting Bull on, was in on his phone. Yeah. Bull was like, yeah, he I got so no time for this. Analytics. Well, this is analytics. Well, I just want. I, I was actually trying to look up something. I was pay, I was paying attention. Listen, twenty years, twenty <laughs> years in radio. I've learned how to look something up yeah. and still pay attention. Uh, so I heard everything these guys said about how important it is. 
Uh, I get it, what you're saying. <laughs> to me, the only importance of this game is the standings. Right. That's it. That's it. So there's no going to be there'll, there'll be no carryover message. Zero. If the Cavs win this game, does it increase their chances of beating the Sixers in the playoffs? Only if it helps give them home court advantage. But what about the fact that Tyvis, you can speak to this. What about the idea that it gives you the mental notch That's in big. your brain that we we can beat these guys? I mean, it's one at of their the, place. It's one of those games where they're going to be. You're getting their best of them. There's no injuries. There's well, Embiid is questionable on. for tonight. Well, he, I think he's going to play. He, I think he, they'll all play. He, they're all going to play. Yeah. For sure. uh, by the way, Tobias Harris, when I was working uh, in New York, used to call my uh, radio show uh, overnights as when he was in high school. Nice guy. Really? I used to. Call, I didn't. I he was, was in high school. He was in high school. He used to call my show all the time, and he would tell me about his basketball playing. He was really good. Really? And I had forgotten about this when he went to the wow. NFL, uh, NFL, the NBA, and then an old guy, who, a guy who used to produce for me, was like. Don't you remember he used to call you every time you would fill in on the weekends? Wow, that's crazy. And I that's didn't remember nuts. that. Wow. He's the nicest dude on the six. So you don't, yeah. you don't think that this is any bigger than no. any other regular season game I, I, other than the importance <laughs> in the standings? No, because I think the Cavs have, have – even if they win this game, I'm still not going to be confident that they can have success on the road in the playoffs. Right. And nothing I, – I guess if they piled up a bunch of wins against good teams the rest of the season – I might have more confidence, but if they win this one, you know, road game and then lose most of the rest of their road games against good teams, I'm still not going to have confidence. Philly's a veteran team. They're an experienced team. I think it's possible the Cavs can beat them in the playoffs, certainly, especially if they get home court. And that's why I do think the game is important from that perspective. But Philly's not, if Philly loses this game, they're not going to go into a series. Let's say the Cavs play Philly in, in the playoffs. Yeah. They're not going to go into a series with the Cavs and say, well, they beat us at home. We can't beat them now. Of course, they're not no, going to be thinking but it will that be, way. It will be somewhere back there. Could, it, just could like it, Boston's got that I back think there. I could buy it gives the Cavs a little confidence, maybe. Yeah. I don't buy it would hurt the confidence of Philly. But why I do think it's big is because you want to be the three seed if you can. Yeah. And if you, and, and uh, this is what I was looking for, and I was having a hard time finding it for some reason. I believe the Cavs in Philly are only playing three times this year. Does that make sense, Mike? I thought uh, they, I'll I thought confirm they... in a sec. They've already played once. Right, and this the Cavs the won that game. So, <laughs> if they're only playing three times and the Cavs won the first game. and They I only think... play three times. Okay, well, so correct. if the Cavs win tonight. They win the series. They win the season series, which means. If they tie. If they tie, they would have home court advantage. They'd be a higher seed. That's why it's So, big. from that perspective, but, it does matter. But don't yeah. you think that it would also. Because if they, this is a team that. They haven't been to the playoffs. The, young the Cavs team. They haven't been to the playoffs. Right. And, the, and the 76ers have. To go up against an experienced team like that and beat them two out of the three times. I mean, that's, yeah. that's huge. It's a good win. I just don't, I just think once the playoffs is such a different game. It is. And teams prepare for it so different. Even if we say the Sixers are bringing it all tonight, well, they just played, right? So that, And it, it, in the playoffs, the preparation for these games is so much different. And for the Cavs to play Philly – most likely, you're talking about. I mean, probably they're not going to. They're not going to play Philly if you. They think will about not it. play Philly because the they're going to be the, most likely the, the three and the four seed. Yeah, yeah. And which they means unless they go somehow the, they, they both upset the Milwaukee and Boston, then they meet in the finals. Then they meet yeah. the Eastern I, Conference Finals. Well, this so. is the this is the reason why Donovan Mitchell is so important. Yeah, I think he almost erases a little bit of that learning curve, right? Because he's been there. Because he's been there. He's been a number one seed in the West. He's had, and he's not gonna let them get out of games. Like if they just had the roster they had last year, the Cavs could go out there on the road and get buzzsawed. 
Right, right, sure. And they'd be down 30 points, and you'd be like, oh, well, they, they just learned what it is to turn it on. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell will keep them in certain games and not let them be like, look, guys, we got to do this, 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 and this, and this, right. and this. And so that's why he's so important to have because he can almost mitigate a little bit of it. Now, it's not going to be – he can't cover for everything. You, you know, the intensity is different. But he at least can tell him what it's like, and he can show him by him playing a certain way that this is the level you got to get to. And he is the leader, yeah. and they will follow that lead. Yes. And, um, and I do think the one interesting thing is something – I can't remember which one of you guys brought it up before, but Joel Embiid kicked their ass, right? Yes, he did. You know, like, he is <laughs> yes, as good as it gets. He did. At that at that position, very and tough handle for he's us. He's a major challenge, and I'd love to see, especially Mobley. I know Jared Allen is going to play him, but Mobley's going to play against him some somewhat. He will, and I want to see how like these guys handle Embiid, who's as dangerous a player in the post as there I'm, is. I'm somewhere in between you guys, but I think I'm closer to G and Tyvis in terms of this being big. I'm not going to say it's huge, but I, I will say because it's on the road. That that's this team's Achilles for sure. Mm-hmm. If if they end up matching up with a road with a, a better team in the playoffs on the road, they need all these road wins against good teams that they can get. They've already got yep. one against Boston. Mm-hmm. They can put that in their cap. It's not going to ensure, like you said, it's not going to ensure that they do the same thing in the playoffs. But you just want to know that when they went all in. And you went all in. You were able to beat them when both teams were at their best, yep. even though it wasn't the playoffs. The other thing, too, is the difference between the three and the four this year, I don't think it's that big. Milwaukee and Boston right now are separated by a half game. Mm. I think they both have 41 wins. Right. Uh, so, like, normally you would say, well, God, we've got to be the three because we don't want to be the one. We don't yeah. want to play the one. So yeah. if you're the three, you face off with the two mm-hmm. in the second round. But what about the, the first four round? gets the one. The first round really, I mean, it's too it's too hard to project who they might play if it, because they're either going to get the five or the six. Either one. Correct. And you start looking at those, they're interchangeable, both of them. It's almost impossible to right now there's, say there's pro- there's who's pro- going to win that. There's three teams right now in that mix. Brooklyn, which we, Which I think we is expect fall. them to completely tank. I, I think they'll make the playoffs, no, but I don't think they're going to be frisky. Trust me. I don't think they're going to be good. I don't think they're going to be the five or the six, though. And then Miami. I think Miami's probably going to be a likely first round opponent. Are right there too. Yeah, I, I think real quick. Sorry to interrupt, but of all those three teams, you do not want to play Miami in the first round. No, I definitely don't. Not that don't. they're super talented by Listen, any means, but their playoff history, they find ways to win and they, they grind do. you down. And you can make an argument that you don't want to play any of those teams. I mean, I, Brooklyn probably, I, I would say, not constituted. But I don't like a team that's playing with house money and something they really want to prove. They want to prove that, hey, we didn't need these guys to be good. The other thing that I'll say before we move the, the, off of this. The Heat do have the biggest superstar, If you know. They do, and they also just, to, to McNugget's point, they're well coached. They're well led, mm-hmm. and I don't want to see them in a playoff series because no. you know you're going to get everything they have. And Jimmy just, on every, <coughs> on Jimmy every just right. different. Jimmy's in the terrifying. He, he he go from twenty points in his average and twenty to fifty in this. If you want in the player, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so that's 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 not a great right. The matchup. Nets and Knicks don't have a player like that. I I just wanted to bring up one yeah. other stat as we as we wrap this point. Last year, the Cavs going into the All Star break, they were. 35 and 21. Remember how much excitement there was on this team? It yeah. wasn't even a it was we were saying maybe they can get in the top 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 
after the All-Star break, they were 9-17. and 17. Yeah, right. it was bad. Injuries are big injuries. It, yep. Now, obviously, injuries played a huge part in that. Yeah. But to me, they hit the wall because they played defense so hard all season long leading up to the All-Star break. Where most teams, especially especially veterans, and that's why you're seeing these big numbers this year, mm-hmm. they're like, look, save the defense for the playoffs. It takes so much more energy to play defense. So, right now, I I thought they were a lot better this year. I said their, their, their record last year going to the All-Star break, 35-21. and 21. This year, they're 38-21. and 21. If they lose... Yeah. They're 38 and 22, and their winning percentage would be almost identical to what it was last year, which is shocking to me because I I felt like they've had a much better first half this year. Oh, oh, they have. Look look at the teams they beat. They've beaten Boston twice. I know they did. Only in the season, but yes. They they beat Milwaukee. They, They have not really, to be truthful, the teams they've offed against are not very good teams. I, I don't remember what their record was against the top teams last year, but I got to imagine it's a lot better this year. Yes. I think it is just because, to your point, they've beaten Boston twice, Milwaukee once. And that's why if if you win against uh, if you win against Philly tonight, you can say you've got two wins against Milwaukee or Boston, yeah. one against Milwaukee, and two against Philly. That's, yeah. a, that's, that's tough. tough. That's, that's tough. That, I know it's not going to ensure that you beat these teams in the playoffs, but here's the thing. They're going to have to beat either Boston or Milwaukee once on the road. Yeah. You got to win tonight because it's a big road game. Right. You need all the confidence that you can beat good teams on the road that you can get. And this is another opportunity to do that. I think in a perfect world, they end up the three seed. Boston's the two seed and the Nets are the six seed. That's that's the best case scenario. Yeah, I agree with you. Because I'd rather play the Nets than – I don't worry about the Knicks either, but I, if I had to choose, I'd rather play the Nets than the Knicks. Right? Ah, uh, that kid gets <laughs> 50. I don't like that 50-point kid. Oh, Cam. Cam Thomas <clears throat> and, and, and I do not like – I like Jock Vaughn the way he coaches. I don't like that. You give me the Nets. I, I, the Knicks, excuse me. I, I like to see Julius ah. Randle jacking up shots. I'll take I that. Think, <laughs> well, who did they just get – oh, they got Josh Hart. That's who they yeah, yeah. Give me them. I, right. I'll give me some By the those. way, one last quick thing before we switch gears to football. I don't know if anybody's watched it yet. I watched the first uh, three, two-thirds of the Bill Russell documentary on mm-hmm. Netflix. Oh, Has it changed your mind in terms of Man. all time, right? Or you Well, just... I, I still don't think he belongs in the conversation <clears throat> in terms of LeBron and Michael Jordan. He certainly belongs in the conversation. Uh, you know, he's just not the scorer. I didn't realize how bad a shooter he was, like, in the early stages of his career. He, like... He, he talked about – he's obviously passed away six, eight months ago. But he talked – they, they had a lot of, it, of audio of him talking. And he talked about how he was thinking about quitting like a couple of weeks into his wow. NBA career. That's he, shocking. He's like he couldn't shoot. He was, it was crazy. Up, but, man, what he had – I mean, I know – I guess we all know this. Is it on all, Netflix? Yeah. It's on I'm Netflix. A, I'm going to take that out. What he had to put up with – Oh, historically, insane. I mean, it's, it's just no question. insane. Uh, it's McNuggets, crazy. are we ready to do the NFL draft talk? We do. Dane is with us. Awesome. What's up, Dane? Dane, welcome, brother. Dane, how are you? Hey, man? how are we doing today, guys? What's going Good. on? Look at the Purple Raiders helmet all oh, shined up in the background. I'm digging that. <laughs> digging that. Very I mean, nice. I, well, you got uh, – Dane, do you know any uh, – we got now have four – what, four guys from Northeast Ohio who are head coaches in the NFL with, with uh, Jonathan Gannon. Do you know any of those guys? Uh, well, I just missed Nick Sirianni. I was at Mount Union, and, and Jay, actually, remember when you and Cold Pizza came to Alliance, Ohio? I, I absolutely uh, do. What was that? 2004. That was my freshman year. 
Wow, that's incredible. Uh, I, I was the guy behind you holding the We Want USC sign. Uh, <laughs> and then, two years later uh, is when I joined the the, uh, the football program. And so I just missed uh, Nick Sirianni, but I was there with Pierre Garcon and uh, oh, yeah. uh, Jason oh, yeah. Cannon was there. Now it's Nito. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun program to be uh, be a part of. And they've had, and they're really putting out it's some crazy, of these coaches. It's, it's 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 really crazy. Um, and now they've got Dane at the athletic. I mean, you guys are everywhere. I can't I can't go anywhere without seeing the Purple Raiders. And I love that, by the way, Dane. Let's um, first start talking about guys that the Browns are targeting with their first pick in the second round. I, I don't know if, if if you can give us specifics. Obviously, we're looking at D tackles and wide receivers. And we've had this long-running debate on the show since the season ended. Do they go wide receiver? Do they go defensive tackle? I think they need to address the defensive tackle situation. What do you say? Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think that you watched that defense last year, and it all starts up front. Uh, they need to get stronger in the middle. Um, you know, obviously, we'll see what happens to free agency. That'll be the first domino to fall here in a few weeks. Uh, but this is a pretty uh, decent defensive tackle class, especially where the Browns are set to pick right now. I think of what pick 42. So you look at, uh, you know, are we allowed to talk about a Michigan player on the show? We are. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. No, we're okay, not. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we we're allowed to talk about that Bowling Green player. Uh, yeah. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, hey, biggest combine snub this year, uh, Carl Brooks. Look, Mozzie Smith is a good player. Uh, Michigan defensive tackle, uh, a natural nose. But he has the uh, the movement skills. He can move up and down that defensive line a little bit. Uh, this guy is stout at the point of attack, exceptional power, physicality. Uh, the bigger question might be is just, is he still there? Yeah, will he be too? there? He could go late first, go early yeah. second. So that'll be something to watch. And then uh, Keanu Benton staying in the Big 12 or the Big 10 with uh, the Wisconsin nose tackle. He really showed uh, that pass rush potential that we thought he had uh, mm -hmm. down there at the Senior Bowl, but he was a nose tackle in the Badgers' three-man front, so we didn't necessarily get to see that a lot. We saw that in one-on-ones uh, down there in Mobile. So Keanu Benton, uh, for a guy that's 6'4", 315 pounds, carries that frame really well, and another guy that can just beat you up with that, that strength and power. You know, you mentioned Mozzie Smith, and I, I saw <laughs> on your mock draft you had him going to the Browns. But, Dane, my question is, like, they, they last year they drafted Perry on Winfrey, and there were some maturity concerns, some red flags with him. I know Ma Mozzie Smith got arrested. Uh, I think he had a concealed mm -hmm. weapon in his car. Uh, I, I'm not saying that necessarily makes him a bad guy. People make mistakes, whatever. Uh, a lot, there's a lot of people out there carrying guns that shouldn't be. So, uh, anyway, I, uh, what is, is there, like, what are we hearing about him? Is this a one-time thing? He made a mistake? Or we could, are, are there real character concerns with him? Uh, no. I mean, everything. everyone you talk to at the Michigan program, everyone you talk to, um, you know, just uh, around the league that have been through that program, that have talked to people, it, it's, it, this is not a guy with big character issues. Um, you know, it was he was pulled over for going 50 in a 25. Uh, you know, he had multiple uh, magazines of ammunition um, in the car uh, with a handgun. The gun was purchased legally. He was just, he did not have his concealed license yet at that time. So uh, it, it was a bump down to a misdemeanor, uh, something that, you know, he wasn't even suspended by the Michigan program for, which is, you know, a different conversation. But as a whole, this is a, a gentle giant type of guy who is not someone that rocks the boat. He's someone all the coaches go to bat for. 
So I don't think, you know, yeah, with, with Perry on Winfrey, it was a little bit of, you know, what's the makeup? What's the, you know, he's he's a fun-loving guy, but in terms of taking the coaching and applying it, um, you know, the maturity questions, I don't I don't think it's the same conversation with Mozzie Smith. Good. You know, Dame, I'm I'm I was I was a de- <clears throat> defensive tackle guy. And I was like, okay, I was with y'all. I'm like, yeah, this the defensive line is trash. Like they're, they're the bottom of the barrel. But I was looking at the at the Super Bowl. I'm looking at the playoffs. And man, the difference a wide receiver makes is just hmm. it's just I mean, when I look at a defensive tackle and what they are able to give me production wise in the first year. Maybe they're a rotational guy. Maybe you you might you know, maybe they come in on pass rush or something. But what you can get out of these receivers nowadays in one year is mind blowing because they just seem like they're ready to come out and just do what they need to do. Um, is there any receivers that you see um, in the second round that could possibly be so intriguing? The Browns are like, oh, I got to take him, even though we possibly need a defensive tackle. Yeah, there are definitely a few, um, and we'll have to see how many of these receivers go in the first round. You know, it, it, last year we saw what six in the first twenty-five picks. This year we might not have a single receiver go with a top twenty. It's just wow. a little bit different wide receiver class where we don't have those high-end guys. We don't have a Garrett Wilson this year, a uh, Crystal Lave, Jamison Williams, um, you know, those guys that uh, pro- projected as true number ones, guys that can really change an offense. But it's still a pretty good wide receiver class. And so how many go in that late one area, uh, Addison from USC, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Ohio State, go uh, those guys. And then who's still around in the second? You know, I, it, that'll be really interesting. I think one guy that really stands out for me who isn't being talked about nearly enough, but I promise you NFL teams are, and he's an Akron kid, Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati. This kid was a track star and a running back uh, over at Norton High School, goes to Cincinnati, turns himself into a receiver. I tell you what, I, I feel like the Tyler Lockett comparisons get overused every single year. This guy has legitimate Tyler Lockett upside. Um, wow. And I think to get him, you probably have to get him in the second. I don't think he's going to fall to the third. But, you know, if they did wait to the third, I, this is a good day two draft for receivers. I think, you know, you look at Jaden Reed from Michigan State, had a great week down at the Senior Bowl. Uh, he's an explosive player. And for a guy that's not huge, he's 5'11, uh, about a buck 95, he's really strong through contact. So you talk about those contested catches. Uh, being a very uh, the play strength to to secure those grabs downfield, he can do it. He can make catches over defensive back. So Jaden Reed in the third, uh, I think if they go defensive tackle or somewhere else in the second, they still have some pretty good options in the third round. Well, when you, I'm glad you brought up because I like Parker Washington actually from Penn State. He's a really good yeah. player. Um, but I'm a, I want to talk Golden to you about a, that's what he looks like. Yeah, exactly. I want to talk to you about the the edges because Zach Harrison, you know, a guy from Ohio State, you know, he came in highly recruited guy. I think he was a five star uh, career at Ohio State was up and down, but finished this year uh, unbelievable. Did he make a, did he do enough to you know see his name called in that second round maybe? I think he's right on the cusp, you know, late second, early third. I, he's about to go to the combine, and just, they're going to rename the combine after him. I mean, yeah. he is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, six, six, five and a half, 265 pounds, and he's going to run. I, I put the over under at 452 in the 40. 
I'm just oh unbelievable speed He's at that, that size. He knows. Uh, 35 and three quarter inch arms, 86 and a half inch wingspan. This guy is just, uh, if you're going to draw up a defensive tackle or a defensive end, this is what it looks like. Uh, but, you know, to your point, production wasn't always there. Uh, you know, it was something where you could tell he was figuring it out in terms of the sequencing of setting up blockers, working on his counter moves. Yep. But just the, the length that he brings and that speed, uh, there were a couple forced fumbles that he had this year that if his arms are a half inch shorter, he's not making those plays. Hey. So absolutely, scouts and teams love length, love speed, and that's going to help Zach Harrison come draft time. And he did a good job of they was mixing him around, putting him in on the in the D tackle mm -hmm. position he made plays. So he's a guy yeah. that can do both. That's nice flexibility too, yeah. being able to slide him, you know, either inside or outside. I know it's something that most defensive coordinators would love the you know the yeah. opportunity to do with guys. I'm I'm worried about. I know G Bush, you're kind of flipping on me here. You were on the defensive tackle front. You still? And, and, you still and I just want to do you that. Lock, you can't be locked into one position. No, you can't because you don't know who's going to be there. But I right. do think you need a game plan when you go in. Get a veteran. And man. I just think that you know I'm, I've got David Bell. Trauma right now. Why? Because <laughs> he did nothing as a rookie. He yeah. did nothing. He 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 ain't a blazer. I, listen, right. when you that, take someone that high in the draft, what, what round he go? Third round. Third round. Yeah. I thought he was. You forward. need more than what? Nineties. Yeah, you need more. So what I'm afraid of is like, if there's a difference, you know, if you've got a first round pick. Those are the guys that tend to be the difference makers. Now that's not to say that you can't draft a third rounder and he can have an impact because we've seen it. But off of Wasn't what Schwartz they did last round year, or two? Yes. shamey Christmas. Yeah. I mean, like, like think you, about that. Schwartz that and up? Bell. <laughs> now, now, you know what? You can take a look at the guys that we've drafted on the defensive interior defensive Bad line, too. and they're all misses there too. Yeah. So what, I don't know who I trust. What's Jay, your, what, what, what's what did your, you think <laughs> of Schwartz and Bell coming out of college? And do you have any hope for either of them? I can't remember. I mean, what I Bell will just. He, Bell is what he is. You know, he he's not he's, he's not fast, but he's a very good route runner. He has sure hands. It's just can he get open consistently? I, I think he's a really good four <laughs> on your wide receiver depth chart. And you know, work him a little bit. Maybe can he work out of the slot? Can he? Uh, I don't think he's ever going to be a starter. I don't think he's ever going to be a one or a two. You just hope that he can be a reliable three or four. Schwartz, uh, I just it, it's really hard to depend on him. He's got that track speed, but you know, going back to his time at Auburn. Uh, you know, he just he was not a reliable guy, and I don't yeah. I don't think he's been that that way here. Uh, but you know, I tell you what, you look at the Chiefs, and you look, and obviously Patrick Mahomes is is the difference maker. But you look at the some of the skill talent around him. You look at the guys that scored touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Uh, Sky Moore was a second rounder. Kadarius Tony uh, was a first, but they got him for a third rounder in the trade with the Giants. Uh, Travis Kelsey, obviously a little bit of an outlier, but he was a, a day two pick as well. So I think you can find these guys, but it's just. Uh, you know, it, it's not it's not easy, but you can find you know, if you have the quarterback, which you know I think the Browns think they do with Sean Watson, uh, you can find the, the support around him uh, anywhere on those day two picks. It's just you know, can you can you nail those picks? It's so important to do, especially in the top one hundred. It's, hey. it's not just the quarterback either yeah. with Kansas City. I mean, yeah, they do have sure. Mahomes, but with Andy Reid, he's scheming guys so far open that. Adam the Bull could have caught the last two touchdown passes that they threw. I mean, I'm not sure you could have run the route, but if we put him in that spot and he's that open and nobody's near But it's mostly about Mahomes. We're going to point to two plays. Yeah, but Reed, Reed plays a part in that. He's scheming yeah. these guys so far wide open. 
that yeah, David that Bell could probably all the time. I think that was an anomaly in support defense. Saw it happen twice. I know, but we can't. Dane, can we talk about like we got one guy here, Jedrick Wills, right? Oh, and I've been doing, I've been, <laughs> I've been looking at his tape, man. and uh, he, I don't know what he's doing. Some days, some days he just stops in the middle of the play. I don't know if he ever, no, multiple times. <laughs> I don't know if he has the feet to play left tackle. He was right tackle at Alabama, and I still think he's a guard. Now, I don't know nice if they're going to sign him um, to a fifth-year extension, but, I mean, it, you know, where would you have him coming out, and do you think they reached on him at 10? Uh Personally, no, I don't. I, I, I loved him as a prospect. Um, I, I had him, he was a, a, my fifth overall player that year. I mean, I, I was really high on Jedrick Wills, and I don't, he, he has been inconsistent. There's no doubt about that. Um, but, I mean, he's, he's going to, they're going to figure out the fifth year option. I mean, that's, that, that's happening. Um, and it's just a matter of, can, one of the things that I first learned when I got into scouting from uh, a GM who's still in the league is if you've seen him do it once, you know he can do it. We've seen Jedrick Wills do it, okay? And it's just a matter of getting through to him coaching-wise that, hey, this is what you need to do. This is – and some of it's preparation, you know, in terms of the rusher you're going against and understanding, okay, he's going to anticipate your set points. He's going to, you know, go with this move and then unlock this. And so some of it's preparation in terms of being ready for what's being thrown at you. And we've seen him do it, and now it's just it's up to Jedrick and it's up to the coaching to get the most out of him. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, he's going to be the left tackle next year. And, and I still think they believe he's the left tackle of the future. But, you know, we, we were spoiled for a lot of years uh, at left tackle. And now, we you know, we've seen the other side. And, and Joe, it's a little inconsistent. And Joe coming on. Joe Thomas actually coming on with us in 15 minutes. But, Dane, I, I, a non-Browns question here. Bryce Young, I was looking at your – I know you put mm -hmm. on the athletic your top 100 prospects yesterday. And I saw that you had yep. Bryce Young number three overall. And, you know, at 5'10", I think there's going to be teams that will be scared of him. I mean, we've seen some of these high-drafted, shorter quarterbacks in recent years. Baker's been a flop. Uh, Kyler Murray, I, I don't know how we're feeling. I'm not feeling that great about Kyler Murray right now. Uh, I don't know that it necessarily should affect Bryce Young. But at 5'10", I mean, you, you got him three. So, obviously, you think he's going to be really good. Why? Why do you why are you not concerned or are you about his height? Well, honestly, it's not the height. Yeah, you wish he was six three. Sure, it's not the height that really worries me. It's the build. Uh, yeah. It's the one ninety two. Uh, you know, he just doesn't have the body type to be two ten, two fifteen. You know, it's it's not as simple as saying, oh, he'll he'll put on weight when he goes to the NFL. Like Alabama doesn't have a good strength department. I mean, he just doesn't have that type of body. Uh, where he's going to pack on the muscle, and, and that's okay. But this is a guy that thrives in the chaos. You know, he will gladly move the pocket and welcome the pass rush to give that route another half second to get open. That's how he thrives. But with everything just being a, a, a little bit faster in the NFL, he's going to take some hits. And so does he have the body type? Does he have the durability? The thing is, when you when you look at quarterback, obviously there's so many things that you can you have to weigh when you you know grade these guys. All I know is if he stays healthy, he's got everything else you want. You, the processing, the accuracy, uh, the instincts, the vision, it's all there. Uh, the intangibles, it's just a matter of can he stay healthy and, you know, will the game translate? He doesn't have the elite physical traits, and he is an outlier, a complete outlier. The last 25 years, we have seen 301 quarterbacks drafted. Only two were under 5'11 and under 200 pounds, and wow. neither were drafted top 100. So this is – 
this is a guy that we just, you know, I mean, you have to go back to Doug Flutie and, you know, it's, mm. we've never seen a guy like this in the modern NFL. And so it's a really, really fascinating conversation when you look at all the teams that need a quarterback in a top 10, the Texans, the Colts, uh, the Raiders, the Panthers. And, you know, you look at what they like at the position. Is the size going to be a big factor? I, I think it's really going to be, uh, you know, from team to team, they're going to have a different order of how they rank these quarterbacks. Where does C.J. Stroud fit in your pecking order? And is he finally the Buckeyes quarterback that breaks this terrible drought that Ohio State quarterbacks have had in terms of having success in the NFL? Is he the guy? Yeah, and, I, you know, I wasn't super high on C.J. Stroud. I, you know, I thought he was an NFL starter. I, I thought he was, you know, worthy of a first-round pick. Um, but I, I didn't necessarily think he was number one overall pick material until you watch that Peach Bowl and you watch him against Georgia, and it's like, okay, where's this guy been? Uh, you know, he his first 27 games at Ohio State, he had, uh, I think, two missed tackles uh, his that first 27 games, and then against uh, Georgia in that one game, he had, like, three or four. Uh, you know, he's not a guy that liked to scramble. He just didn't look comfortable doing it. And it's, But it's Georgia, multiple times, he would make a guy miss in the pocket. He would buy, uh, buy time, get those extra, those, those second-chance throws, which we know in the NFL is so crucial to do. So how do you weigh that one game uh, compared to the full body of work? And, again, I go back to it. You see him do it once, you know he can do it. And so it's a little more of a complicated evaluation, but I think he's – Worthy of a top 10 pick, he's I, 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 because he's so accurate from the pocket, he can carve you up. I think his floor is an NFL starter. And then it's just how much more can you grow from there with him on the move, uh, improvising. That will really determine his ceiling. But I think his floor is enough that he's going to go somewhere in the top 10. Dane, I got to ask you about two dudes uh, at quarterback. And I think these are the, the the Josh Allen guys, who you know, the guys that you're looking for. You're like, Anthony man, Richardson. we just slipped up and found somebody. Will Levis, Anthony, Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Where, <laughs> who's gonna lose? Who's gonna who's gonna bet big on these dudes? Because these dudes got, I think, big time talent as far as arm accuracy, move, great athletes, but they they don't have the tape. What are your thoughts on those two guys? Yeah, you talk about just freak shows at quarterback. I mean, Anthony Richardson, he he looks like a linebacker. He's big. He's fast. Um, a power arm. I mean, the ball just effortlessly comes off his arm. Um, but, you know, it, the big thing for him will be the combine in the interviews, just understanding where is he mentally in terms of reading coverages and understanding protections. Uh, you know, where is he now and how far does he have to go? How much of a, of a jump is there? Because he's only a redshirt sophomore. Uh, you know, he's only a one-year starter. There, there's so little that we know about him, um, you know, where his ceiling is going to be. We know the potential is there, but what, what's the chances he reaches it? And so Anthony Richardson's a, a very uh, freaky talent, but, you know, teams are really split on him. Will Levis, same type of thing. He came into his senior year with a lot of hype. Uh, another guy that looks the part, throws the ball really well, has got a great arm, a really quick release. From, a, you know, the biomechanics standpoint, he's almost perfect. You know, with the way he looks, the way the ball comes out, it's just he needs to see things a little bit quicker. And I think when you talk about quarterbacks at the college level, you have to look at are, are these reasons or excuses? And I think with Will Levis, some of the reasons why, uh, or you know, why he didn't, you know, have a great senior year, I think they are more reasons than excuses in terms of a, a brand new offensive line. He lost his top target at receiver, Wandale Robinson. Uh, he lost his offensive coordinator and the offensive coordinator they brought in this past season already gone after one year. So, you know, with everything.
thing, although moving them did not have the senior year many expected, but you look at the good and, and that gives you a lot of optimism about what he could be at the next level. So a little bit older than Anthony Richardson, but both these guys are in that first round mix. There's too much talent for either of these guys to fall too far. This won't be like last year where we saw, you know, Malik Willis follow the third, Desmond Ritter follow the third. These guys are too talented to get out of the first round. It's just a matter of, okay, which team is going to take that take that jump, take that leap, um, and, and take a chance on one of these guys. Dane, uh, we mentioned briefly Jackson Smith and Jigba before, mm-hmm. about possibly him dropping late first round, early second. Before the season, it seemed like he was a lock to be a top 10 pick. Obviously, he didn't play much. He got hurt. Uh, is is that what's dropped his draft stock? I mean, because like, what happened? Why? I thought this guy was supposed to be an elite receiver. Is he not? No, and I see. I think that it was a little bit of a misconception from the start. Um, you know, like he thrived last year on the inside with Garrett Wilson and Olave on the outside, and just ate up in the middle of the field. Led that team uh, in 2021 in, in, in receptions. Looked great. That Rose Bowl. We'll never forget that, right? But when you look at the traits, he's not the biggest guy, and the speed is very average. I mean, throw on the Penn State tape from last year, you you can see a linebacker, uh, you know, chase him down. So, how did you know translating him to the next level? Can he play on the outside? Is he a slot only? Teams look at him as a slot only player, and so he's very he's an outstanding route runner. I mean, C.J. Stroud says he's the best route runner he's ever played with. Uh, He's got outstanding ball skills. That'll play at the next level. He is going to have a, a very good NFL career. I just don't think he's going to be looked at as that true number one outside target, um, you know, like, like a lot of teams want in that top half of the, of the first round. As long as he's healthy at the combine, the medicals are okay, I still think he goes somewhere in the back half of round one, which is where I think his value was all along. Okay. It's just some of those early rankings and mock drafts, you know, kind of overinflated it because that's, that's where we see receivers go these days. But I think he's more in the back half of round one. Dane, a couple things real quick. Um, the, the, the first one just popped into my head, so only spend 20 seconds on this. If Marvin Harrison Jr. was in this draft, where would he be? Top five pick. Easy. I mean, yeah. I, the Bears would consider him at number one. I, he's yeah, that good. I think you're crazy if you if you don't. I mean, I've just seen this kid, is he's going to be incredible at the next level in my view. Lastly, I used to love to ask McShay and Kuyper uh, of their overall draft grades by position group. And we don't have time to go through all the position groups, but I'm going to hit the two that we're most interested here in Cleveland, and that's the the, the, the defensive front, but more, more specifically, if you do it like that, the defensive interior. What kind of class are we looking at overall there talent-wise, and what about wide receiver? I think if you want a defensive tackle in the first round, maybe this isn't you know a defensive tackle class for you. Jalen Carter is going to go early. But then I think it thins out until you get to the second round. So I think for the Browns' purposes, second, third round, this is a pretty good defensive tackle group. We could see uh, six defensive tackles probably in the second, third round range, plenty of options. And then I think it's similar with wide receiver. It almost plays out very well uh, for this team. We're going to see receivers go in the first round. You know, we mentioned Addison and Smith and Jigba. Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee might get up there. Quentin Johnson from TCU is a freak, uh, just a little raw. Uh, but, you know, some of the guys we mentioned earlier I, I, you know, with uh, Tyler Scott, I, I, Zay Flowers from Boston College is in that mix. And so it's not uh, I mean, it's not the wide receiver class we had last year or the year before. But, you know, it wasn't too long ago we saw guys like A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf uh, go in the second round. Debo Samuel, second rounder. Uh, and I think this is more along those lines of those draft classes where 
not a lot of first rounders, but the second, third round, that's what the value is at receiver. That lines up perfectly with what the Browns' needs are and what they're sitting Can on. Can we stop whining about giving up the first round pick? It doesn't matter. No, it matters. No, it matters. Trust me, it matters. Uh, do you want to handle the Tyva stuff? I do. I do. So, Dane, <laughs> thank you for coming on. This has been awesome. Whenever you want to come back, we'd love to have you leading up to the draft. Tyvis is the nicest, friendliest dude in the world. We love Tyvis, even if sometimes he doesn't love us, like at the beginning of the show. But we do love Tyvis. <laughs> so I asked Dane last night, hey, did you happen to scout Tyvis when he was coming out of Ohio State? And Dane, of course, being the professional he is, he did. Let's take 104 full, Steve. First round pick. This was his scouting report on time. <laughs> wow. Now, because it's very small and you can't read it, I broke it down into much simpler, um, easily digestible topics. So these are Tyvis' strengths, according to Dane Brugler. He had a well-built frame, accelerates well. Come on now. Talk about it. Hold on. Your weaknesses are coming down. Do you agree, though? Come on now. And he was a physical tackle. Come on. Do you agree with those being your strengths? Or those were your strengths coming out of college? He disagrees with how short the list is. Yeah, yeah, the list could be a little bit longer. You know. <laughs> I'm looking for these. No, honestly, honestly, nah. It, it's, a, it's a pretty good I'm list. It's pretty decent. Co- pretty I'm decent. looking for these cover skills. All right, let's see the weakness. Yeah. <laughs> let's see the weakness. I thought I had range. That's about, you know, look. one missing. You know, look, look who's smiling over there. Look at him. <laughs> Dave, Dave's getting awfully uncomfortable right now. <laughs> give it, give it these, give it these. Good to join you guys. <laughs> so here are the, here are the weaknesses. <laughs> Here we go. He said he was a well-rounded safety but needs better leverage, had bad run defender habits, Man. and he called you having straight line-ish athletic. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> you saying the world is that supposed he to mean? He said your hips are stiff. That's basically what he said. <laughs> yeah, your hips are like hips hey. good. <laughs> I gave you a draftable grade. I, I said you should have been drafted. So, I appreciate you know, it. I got a lot of here, Dane, here's the summary just so everyone knows. This is what he finalized with. He had a fifth-round grade. His hey. Safety wow. and quote ideal that, NFL size speed, speed see? blend. There you go. So he was Team Tyvis here yeah. before Dane has to defend himself. I Dane mean, was very much Team yeah. Tyvis. Respect. Dane, man. did you ever in your wildest imagination think that when you wrote that you'd one day have to answer to him face to face? Hey, uh, no, but I tell you what, I, I stand by it. You know, I, I got to trust what my eyes tell me, and so you know what. Yeah. It's uh, it, what, what you know, it's, it's, it's tough. I, all I know is Tyvis has a ring. I don't. Yeah. So, you know. Dang. And the good outweighed the bad. Everybody's Wait, no, got no, some. No, 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 no. Because I gotta address this. Yeah. He said all like my hip said. You know I played corner in the league. <laughs> Did you know that? Oh. They convert. I, I they know. Took, I know. My hips was so good that <laughs> they said. You're doing yourself a disservice playing safety. You need to be playing corner. That's how good my hips is. <laughs> I got two kids, too. Yeah. Guys, so the hips, <laughs> the hips don't lie. <laughs> You've been putting that work in. <laughs> I haven't watched your film in, you know, seven years, so it, it's been a while. But, uh, yeah. you know, it's... Dane, you handled oh. that really well, man. I like that. And, and, and here's another thing. Like, why aren't you on television? I mean, nothing against the athletic. It's a great, great organization, but – you are tremendous on TV. You need to be doing this on television. Well, that, uh, you know, the, offline, I can tell you, uh, you know, some offers <laughs> I've had, but, you know, I really like what I'm doing at the Athletic right now, and so they've been really good to me. And, well, uh, good for you. you know, it's, uh, 
outfit. We'll see what the future brings. Thanks, yeah. Dane. Very, before very we well let Dane done, go, man. Before we let Dane go, Dane, just so you can feel humbled here with Tyvis, let's play his golf swing real quick. Can you stop it? Oh. <laughs> didn't put this in his scouting report, but Tyvis, not a good golfer. You got to start from the beginning, Steve. It's start too late. The there we oh, go. That's yours. Yeah, there we oh, go. This is our director if you want to see this. This is yeah. our director. He Look at his back swing. is bad. His oh, back one. That's not a draftable grade. That is not draftable. This is side-by-side with Tyvis. Focus on the left side here. Watch the club, Dane. Did you see that form? This, it's about the form. <laughs> he missed the ball, but the club went 40 yards yeah. into the woods. Shout out to y'all. Yeah. I got to get that deleted off the internet. <laughs> Internet's forever, bro. And Dang, Travis, Joe Thomas, great job, in the, man. In the oh, queue waiting and laughing at you. My, wait a minute. Know. My wife texted me and Thanks, wanted y'all all to know that my hips do work. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, well. Dane. Apparently. Thanks, Dane. Well done. Thanks, uh, guys. Thank he's, you, he's, Thanks, he's tremendous. Like, I no, literally. No, he was. Really uh, good. Really he's. Good. He's like, uh, he reminds me a lot of Todd McShay. 